Presents Yumper and Spo at the Show Podcast with Tom Yumper Garcia. Have you paid your dues, Jack? Yes, sir. The check is in the mail. And Justin Spo Svoboda. What, so I gotta sit here and eat dessert alone like I'm fucking Steven Glansberg? It's almost time, so grab a drink. Get your popcorn ready and get comfortable to hear two guys from Chicago talking movies. Welcome, everyone, to episode 10 of season two of Yumper and Swole at the Show, presented to you by Statistic Penguin Studios. I'm one of your co-hosts, Tom Yumper Garcia, and I'm with my other co-host, Justin Swole Swoboda. How you doing, Mr. Swoboda? Yumper, I am good. Thank you for asking. I had a fantastic Mother's Day weekend with my family. How about you? How are you? I had a really good Mother's Day. Uh, Saturday, I got a little too lit <laughs> with the bums. Shout out to them for uh, a great tailgate, great time seeing everybody. Uh, you know, me and Luke abandoned me to go get a burger from Maxwell Street that night, which is kind of funny. That's what Luke but, does. But it was a it was a fun time. Um, and Mother's Day, we just chilled. You know, shout out to all the moms of White Sox Twitter and all Twitter. Absolutely. And, you know, we appreciate everything you do. Um, it's a real relaxing day. Really happy to talk some movies today. Yeah, I uh, I have a feeling tonight's going to be a really good episode, and we got a we got a little bomb drop there at the end too. I'm excited about it. Yes, yeah, so we have a huge announcement today so stick around for that uh, after we go through so it's gonna be relatively maybe a shorter episode i don't know depends on how much we ramble on but we got uh talking about four really really i wouldn't say really good movies but we have a <laughs> we have a four we have an iconic character in film one of the most iconic characters in film absolutely but, but uh before we get to that let's go into uh what we were watching so so um i went to go see the new um robert rodriguez ben affleck movie um and uh I saw Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. One of these movies I really, really liked, and one of them was complete fucking ass cheeks. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. I know um, you and Pete like like liked it, but you didn't love it. Um, I really, really liked it. I thought the soundtrack was banging. I thought it was a really, really emotional movie. Um, you know, PETA says that this is the best movie for animal rights that they've ever seen. Now, I think PETA sometimes are they're a little weird and they're a little bit extreme, uh, but it absolutely was like a good animal rights movie. And then on the other hand, I saw Hypnotic with Ben Affleck. And everybody knows how I feel about Affleck. Um, and I love Robert Rodriguez movies, but this movie was fucking cheeks, yump. It was awful. I went after work one day with Kelly and we got out and we were like, what did I just watch? The acting was awful. The story was all over the place. Um, not my thing. Two cheeks down. Absolutely awful. Um, hey, Affleck was the bomb in Phantoms, Shank, but... Um, and no, I'll never speak ill of him because Affleck's... Like, I'm an Affleck stan, right, Yup? Yes, huge one. Like, I love Ben Affleck, but this movie was not it. It was not good. 
And like the two main actors, Ben Affleck and the the villain of the movie was William Finkter, an actor that I absolutely love. And this was just not it. I cannot not recommend this enough. Don't waste your money. Um, don't even waste your two and a half hours on Netflix. What about you, Yump? What have you been watching? So I saw like a preview of this movie. And all I got to say from your thing is, you know, Quasimodo predicted all this. Because that movie looked like it was going to be shit. So. <laughs> fucking awful. Um, but I did see Guardians. I actually saw Guardians the last time we, uh, we did our show. I actually saw it that night. Yeah, you hung up. Like, you, you, you got off, and then you went to go see it that night. Yeah, so I actually took my wife to it. She's not a big Marvel superheroes uh, fan, but she loved it. Uh, I actually really liked it a lot. The only thing I didn't like is because I went back and read about uh, Adam Warlock, you know, because Aloha, Mr. Han, it's one of his favorite Marvel yeah. characters. And he was kind of treated like an idiot in this series, but I get what they were going for. I thought it was well done. It was a nice send-off for all the characters. Um, you know, it's James Gunn's last Marvel film for now, unless yeah. he comes back. Uh, but I thought it was a nice little, you know, tipping over the cap to everything that happened. And uh, I thought it had some really, really good comedy. The music, the soundtrack is awesome. Um, no Sleep Till Brooklyn. Like, I mean, it opens up with Radiohead. Like, the first yeah. song you hear is Creep by Radiohead. And the first thing else, we were talking about that, that day of. Like, it was. Like, I asked. Like, I asked. And then um, our homie, Tony Sugarbaggy, was like, he was talking about it the next day. And like, I don't know why Radiohead just came up. None of us had seen Guardians yet, mm -hmm. but like the soundtrack is banging and it closes out with Badlands by Springsteen, like just really, really well done uh, soundtrack wise. Um, I, I enjoyed this movie. Yeah, so do I. I liked it. Uh, so me, I, I was kind of telling this last time we talked, like I got into suits basically from the TikToks. Uh, they keep coming up on my TikTok. So, you know, our TikTok when I'm looking through there. And I was seeing clips. I got into it and I dove right in. It's like nine seasons. I'm on season eight right now. Wow. you! Like, I binged it. Wow. Uh, so it's not for everyone. I, I'm a big, I was a huge fan of Law and Order growing up. Nowhere near that like grittiness, but it has a lot of like horniness to it to where, uh, you know, movie, movie quotes are always quoted between the two main characters. And so I know you like that. They quote like a few good men all the time. They were quoting, uh, um, what was it? Uh, Science of the Lambs. There's a scene where they walk into a banker's office and like he's his back's turned. They just quote Science of the Lambs back and forth to him as Hannibal Lecter and Clarice Starling. Yeah, I'd probably, I probably would like it. Uh, it's very corny, but the one of the best characters I think in TV is Lewis Litt because he's such, he's fucking crazy. He goes off and rails, but he's so hilarious. Like Jen watched a few episodes and she couldn't stop laughing at him because he's just one of the best characters in there. So if you haven't seen it, check out a couple episodes. The first episode's really long because it's our pilot. But the other ones go along pretty well. Um, you see how the characters' arcs develop. And of course, towards the end, it starts to fall off a little bit. But that's with any other series. Any show, yeah. And I also checked out Air, finally. And I have to say, I used to think Moneyball was probably the best movie, non-sports movie. I would say Air is even above that. Because Air has just footage from games of Jordan. They didn't really have like the actual field of them playing the field. And while Moneyball did, I think Air is probably one of the best, if not the best sports movie I've ever seen. Yeah, I am completely with you. I completely agree. You know, I devoted a whole episode to it um, when you took the week off with our buddy Baloney and my buddy Shu. I think it's a great movie. I think, once again, another movie with a fantastic soundtrack and, like, the use of music, like, in there with the dialogue. A lot of 80s nostalgia. Affleck's performance as Phil Knight, Shoe Dog, so good. 
um, Damon as Sonny Vaccaro, like a dude that like it basically invented the high school all star games and the the camps. It was just a really really well done movie. I, I totally think that at some point during Oscar season, this is going to get some mentions. Yeah, and you know, like I think I said this last time that with um, Alex Convery, he wrote this, you know, as a script, and he passed up to Ben Affleck and Matt Damon Studios, and they're known for taking scripts from people who you know haven't made it yet. Yeah, it was a spec script, right? Yeah, it was a spec script, and basically they loved it. And when so, if those who don't know in the business, if you get a spec script, usually it gets rewritten, 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 and the original author doesn't get a credit. Affleck and Damon made sure they gave him a credit, even though it was rewritten certain parts to their, to their liking. But they told him, you know, we got you. We're going to get you that credit. So he has royalty rights to it, which I think is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, and it also just shows what kind of people they are. But yeah, it's fun. if you haven't checked it out, it's free on Amazon Prime if you have that. And I would definitely, it's definitely worth your time to watch that one. My, my only beef with Air and um, Yump, you know this about me, is I collect digital movies, right? Like mm-hmm. I'm a movie collector. It's only available on Amazon Prime. I can't buy it in iTunes and own it. So it annoys me. But it, that's my only beef with it. I love this movie. It's it's my favorite sports movie. Uh, but I love Jordans. I love basketball. I love Affleck. It's a perfect movie. So on we have if you look at our screen, on one end of the spectrum, we have Ben Affleck and Hypnotic, which was complete cheeks. And then on the other end, we have Air, which I, both of us love. And it's probably going to be one of the top five movies of the year. I completely agree. It's kind of yeah. like that. Um, what was it? That Vine, where that girl's like, then yeah, <laughs> yeah. like that with this, like, uh, or the yeah. other the other TikTok like, woo, yeah. woo. I mean, this is the biggest right. piece of dog <laughs> shit I've ever seen. Yes, <laughs> that's how it is. But I mean, you hear miss, and that's what, that's what Ben Affleck is. I'm glad he's putting out quality movies still, which is. For somebody as long as the game as he's been in, you know, he's been in that constantly puts him out. It's I'm funny. He still puts out quality movies. It's funny you say that because my uh, my nephew, Brian, um, the one that was on the show, texted me and he was like, yeah, it's true. I do. Because uh, J-Lo never played Batman. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but he's like, dude, Ben Affleck does not miss. I just watched Gone Baby Gone in the town back to back. Holy shit. Like. <laughs> I was like, Argo, he was like, Argo too, man. Affleck knows how to direct a movie and tell a story. Sometimes his script, like picking when he's acting is not so great. Like Phantoms and whatever. I I do too. It's corny. It's cheesy. It's not like hypnotic. Yes. It's not like hypnotic. Well, Geely, I mean, but but every great actor is going to have those his his and misses, you know? Well, and like one of the movies that Affleck gets shit on is Jersey Girl. And I don't think Jersey Girl is as bad as everybody makes it out to be. Well, we can go like before going on to a whole tangent about this, but I think that movie gets bad because that was when Geely came out. It was made after that. It was lumped in with it. And they had her in uh, J-Lo in there when the whole Benefer first, the first Benefer thing started going. Yeah, but they killed her off. Yeah, that, but that's what was funny because <laughs> Kevin Smith came out and was like, you got to go see the movie. She dies in the first, like, the first 20 minutes. And you we were like, what? But yeah, I, um, I don't think it's that bad. I'm a big Kevin Smith fan anyway. So same here. Same. Here. But yeah, I, he has a really good uh, filmography for Affleck, and he's also a great writer. But yeah. If you haven't seen Air, check that one out. But uh, Swole, you want to get into the uh, meat and potatoes of this show? Sounds delicious, my friend. So as we discussed, you know, earlier, we wanted to make a big announcement, but what better way to go into summer blockbuster movies than starting with the man of a kind of character like Indiana Jones? 
So what's the first time you saw Indiana Jones? So my first my first memory of Indiana Jones is my aunt um, brought it home from a VHS store and it was the Temple of Doom. It wasn't Raiders of the Lost Ark. Um, Temple of Doom was my introduction to Indiana Jones, and it's still to this day my favorite Indiana Jones flick. Um, I, I can watch it whenever I, you know, whenever I'm like, you know, I just want to watch something cool with good, good practical special effects and a good story. It's Temple of Doom. That was my first introduction. Uh, same for me. I actually saw Temple of Doom on WGN when it was doing a rerun and I watched it and then we rented it from our movie store and it's my favorite Indiana Jones. Uh, Look at that. Like, yeah, <laughs> yep, we're like, we're like agreeing on stuff lately. Yes, yeah, so something bad's gonna happen. Uh, no, uh, the White Sox season's already started. Like we can't. <laughs> yeah, I need something to take the pain away. But you know, let's get into our first one, man. There's a big snake in the plane, Jock. Oh, that's just my pet snake, Reggie. I hate snakes, Jock. I hate them. Come on, show a little backbone, will ya? Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark, released in 1981, directed by some guy named Steven Spielberg, who also directed Jaws, Schindler's List, Jurassic Park, and E.T., just name of films. Starring Harrison Ford, Karen Allen, Paul Freeman, Ronald Lacey, DeHolm Elliott, and John Ryers Davies. This movie had a budget of $18 million and a box office of $389 million. It also was nominated for four Oscars and won four, including Best Visual Effects. Swole, well, tell me about Indiana Jones. I mean, this is the movie that started the whole thing, right? Like, um, <laughs> I'm going to run to avoid spoilers. Have a good show. Thanks, Baloney. Thanks for watching, buddy. We appreciate you. Um, he's never seen him? No, he's never seen him. But so but I, I've spoiled the announcement to a few, like a, a yeah, few select people. Um, I know it's not that big of a deal. Um, that's why I said when I tweeted out, it's the worst kept secret. Mm -hmm. Um. So he said he's never seen him and he doesn't want it to be spoiled. But but Raiders of the Lost Ark is what started it, right? Like the intro where he's like like going to find the idol with uh uh is it is it Alfred Molina? Um yes. at the his beginning. Yeah, it's first his first appearance, right? And he throws him the idol and then he it, the the cannonball and then he gets in the plane, the sound clip that you just played. He gets in the plane and the first thing you hear is like, I hate snakes. And then they go back and they tell you why in the later movies, and it's a fun action movie um doesn't indiana jones like isn't he a professor at the university of chicago so you have like that you have that connection there uh they go and they're looking for the ark and they're fighting nazis and everybody fucking hates nazis right right and indiana jones is fighting nazis not and not just in this movie but also in uh uh last crusade right like it's it's the prototypical good versus evil, and it's basically a perfect summer action movie. Yeah, it was a uh, Marshall Marshall University is where he taught it, which is fake, not the real Marshall. But um, the way this movie opens, it basically like hits you in the face with what type of movie it's going to be. Just a whole mystery of him going down, grabbing the uh, the idol, running from blowing darts, the ball running. It's like action packed to start off with, and then it kind of slows down. And goes and it's kind of there's a lot of similarities in this movie to me with like um since this was written by George Lucas it's kind of like like a uh like treasure hunting Star Wars in my opinion because it just has that action and then it slows down a little bit for story and then it just ramps back up. Uh, shout out to Harrison Ford for this movie. He actually did most of his stunts in this movie. Um, 
it was just an iconic character to even begin with. And the funny thing is, Lucas, when he wrote Star Wars and Star Wars coming out, he always leaves before the film is, um, any film he does is, you know, premieres. So he left and went to the islands. I forget exactly where, but he went to the islands and there he was telling uh, Steven Spielberg, he always wanted to, um, he was like, I was telling Spielberg, he has an idea for a movie and Steven Spielberg told him he always wanted to do a James Bond movie. And Lucas sold him on Indiana Jones saying, I got something even better for you. It's like James Bond, but you're an archaeologist. And they started spitballing ideas to where he gave him the storyline for this movie. And Spielberg loved it. And they basically, you know, they adjusted some things on it. They didn't agree on the character of Indiana Jones. Spielberg wanted him a little bit more uh, edgy, like, and uh, kind of had like alcoholism, stuff like that. While Lucas wanted him to be more like James Bond, which is kind of funny. So that's why, like, in the beginning of the movie, if you've seen Raiders, he has, he's in the classroom with all the girls, and that girl blinks and says, I love you at her eyes. He wanted him to be a playboy. But, you know, the character is just iconic, and his, his, the way his, his uh, costume is, his lines, the whip. Know, the whip. Yeah, we learn about all the things in the future, but just the, you know, the way he screams, start to play, like, just little stuff like that. You know, this is like one of the bigger blockbusters, and it launched so many you know, parodies, it launched spinoffs and it's, you know, young Indiana Jones eventually going down the road, but it launched, it inspired so many different things. You know, it's still used in cartoons. Family Guy used Top Men when they put James Woods in the, uh, Top. Yes. Man. When they Ooh, put him in the car. Candy. Yeah. When they put him in the cart, you know, the whole thing is, is just constantly used. And I think it's pretty crazy. The ball was used in the Simpsons, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and Homer rolls up. It's just something that's, it's like one of the most iconic, uh, it's scenes. Tough. It's pop culture. It, it it just doesn't go out of style. Oh yeah, the the ride in Anaheim was good too. From somebody named Jenny Garcia. I don't know who that is. I don't know. I never heard of her. Um. Yes. How he like he like Spielberg's known for trademarks. How Indy doesn't lose his hat. How he has the the whip. The whip. All, uh, the iconic music. And then you know I watched Raiders today because I I watched it before, but I wanted to go through it again. And if you listen to a lot of John Williams music, and you can pick up like nodes to star wars in here yeah like um when they're on uh when when layla and luke are talking and they had that that melody in the background i'm pretty sure he's gonna kill me for not knowing it but uh, um you can kind of hear it like when they're hot like it's it's pretty crazy like the similarities there but it's a great way to start a franchise now they the rumor was that paramount had signed lucas and spielberg to five pictures but when they were pitching this idea they couldn't get any funding for it. And the reason was not because of Lucas, it was actually because of Spielberg. Because even though Spielberg got really big with Jaws, 1941 bombed horribly. It was bad. And nobody wanted to give him the money for it, which is crazy because it was only an $18 million budget. So Lucas, would, and Lucas, if they were going to do it, they wanted more creative control. Lucas would not give it up. And eventually Paramount came through and signed them to a five-picture deal. Eventually they only made three, but this was supposed to be a five-picture story. And I got to, something going forward I'll tell you later in the start you know when we go into the other movies about what Lucas had planned but you know people that were auditioning for Indiana Jones were like Sam Neill they had um, Sam Elliott Mark Harmon uh, Peter Coyote you know Michael Michael Bean from Terminator Terminator uh, yes yeah. he was that Sam Shepard Tom Selleck oh can you see any of these characters as Indiana Jones there's a fun I think there's a fun uh 
little SNL skit about Indiana Jones auditions in Tom Selleck. <laughs> yes. Also, also, it's funny that you say that, but um, Chip and Dale's Rescue Rangers, one of them is Magnum P.I. and the other one is Indiana Jones. Yes. It's how like, in, you know, influential this character is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, it's a great way to start a series. Uh, there's not, you know, go around about this one forever, but I mean, there's not really much more you can say about how awesome it is. It's like, an awesome movie. And for anybody that's out there, um, it's on the big screen for two nights in June, June 4th and June 7th at all your local movie theaters. It's like 10 bucks to go. Um, it's been restored. I'm taking my dad for his birthday. Um, so you can see it on the big screen if you never got that opportunity. I've never gotten that opportunity to see it on the big screen. So I'm very, very excited to go see this one. Yeah. If you haven't seen a big screen, it's always good to see movies on the big screen. Uh, one thing I didn't want to touch on is the character of Todd, who they don't really mention his name, but it's the guy, uh, the guy, the Nazi punisher or torture yeah. guy that gets his hamburg. Uh, just reading about him, he's, um, his name is, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. His name is uh, Ronald Lacey, and he's a character for, character actor from England. Uh, the crazy thing about him is he was, when he was younger, he actually had some issues with his intestines, and they actually took them out. So he had a colonoscopy bag, and he couldn't really do a lot of roles overseas because he couldn't fly. And in this movie, he's jumping around and running around. Yeah. I'm like, that's pretty crazy, but he plays an asshole like, to perfection. And... Uh, Vinny saw him get his face melted today. Was like got scared by it, <laughs> but that part, that uh, whole scene, makes me laugh. I mean, the special effects don't hold up to what they used to. But no, but like neither do like this. Like, please don't kill me, Cherizy. But like neither do the sets in like Star Wars. Right? You go mm -hmm. when they're on the when they're on the ship. Like you could tell that it's clearly a set, but it, you suspend the ability of disbelief and you have a good time, and that's what this movie does. Yes, for sure. But uh, let's get into our next one, my friend. Let's do it. Wow, holy smoke. Class landing. Short round. Set punish. Okie dokie, Dr. Jones, hold on potato. Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, released in 1984, directed by Steven Spielberg, starring Harrison Ford, Kate Upshaw, Kehu Kwan, and Amrish Puri. The movie had a budget of $28 million and made a box office of $338 million. Well, Swole, you said this is your favorite Indiana Jones. Tell us why. Yeah, I mean, I think right off the bat, this movie starts off with a bang, just like the first one. They're in Club Obi-Wan, I believe, is the yeah. name of the club in Temple of Doom. So there's a nice little Star Wars nod there. And he is um, doing a diamond exchange with a, a, a Yakuza Mm -hmm. And he makes them drink poison and they have to get back the antidote and it leads to this plane crash. And they're in these like the what, like the jungle of like what New Delhi. Yeah, I think they're, they're in India. I don't yeah. know where, but yeah. And it leads to this freaking crazy adventure like all these movies. And uh, Kate Upshaw is in it. Steven Spielberg's wife, right? Mm hmm. Um, it's short Eventually. round. Yeah, short round is awesome in this movie. Um, they eat monkey brains around a table, snakes, snakes, everything. Uh, I, I just I can't tell you how much I love this movie. The this my favorite scene, the whole movie is at the end of it when they're on the rope bridge, and they're closing in on him from both sides, and he takes the knife. He's like, hold on, 
and it's it's just awesome. Like this is my favorite Indiana. This movie gets the most shit besides Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, and I don't know why this movie gets shit. It's my favorite Indiana Jones. It, it's totally is mine as well. Uh, prepare to meet Kali in hell. <laughs> in that's hell. That's that's in the mix and a lot of other things too. Uh, but to me, this is my favorite Indiana Jones, and in re- the re- so the reason it gets shit is not because of the story, more so. A lot of people felt it wasn't appropriate in terms of the way they treated um, Indians from India um, in terms of like they made fun of their cuisine. Spielberg came out and said that it was basically, it was kind of a joking way of saying, you know, but people felt it was kind of like racist and stereotypical. Yeah. A lot of the, a lot of the actors on the, in the movie, like uh, Amrish Puri, who, who was fucking awesome as the, the villain, Kalima, uh, you know, is came out and said, it's silly to think that you know, they, we know what they were doing. This one has like more of a campy kind of more of a campy adventure than the previous one. But it and felt bigger. In it my did, opinion. It, it did totally felt bigger. And I, and this movie's actually set before Raiders. Yeah. So it's a year prior, like Jack said in the comments, you know, the dance number and fight scene, at the beginning is awesome. And that's something that you see a trend going on with Indiana Jones. The opening scene is always something really big, which I think is awesome. Cause it kind of sets the tone for how the movie's going to go. Yeah. This movie to me, like, it was creepy when I was a kid too, because when he holds the guy's fucking heart in his hand, it is still beating and starts burning. Well, and I always thought that like getting lowered into lava pits was going to be a bigger issue as an adult than what it really is. Yes. I haven't really encountered it at all as an adult, but like I was afraid of lava pits as a kid because of this movie. Yeah, like, and just uh <laughs> the fact that they're so close to lava and don't burn cracks me up. Right. Um, the insect part, you know. Is funny is hilarious too. Kate Upshaw had to deal with a thousand insects on her body uh, during this. This is like her second film appearance, and she eventually married Steven Spielberg. Which is, you know, the funny Hollywood story is when Spielberg married his first wife, he wrote a prenup on a napkin, and when he divorced her for Kate Upshaw, that napkin didn't mean shit because he, <laughs> she got everything he got, right? Uh, which is funny, but um. The, the main character from the village, the older uh, wise man or the doctor there, he didn't know English. And he actually, he mimics Spielberg on the side, telling him, fitting him his lines to get the actual correct pronunciation, which I thought was pretty crazy. Well, yeah. and like the end, the end of this movie, when when Indy and Short Round and uh, they all get back to the village and they return the stones mm-hmm. and like the village is flourishing again instead of it. Like, like it gave you it gave you hope at the end of the movie. And yeah. I thought it was really, really well done. It was really nice. And that's the crazy thing about like, I heard I'm reading stuff about the angels. People are upset because it has some, you know, paranormal or like spiritual things to it. I'm like, that's what makes it Indiana Jones. Yeah. Like people love fucking romancing the stone and there was paranormal and stuff. It was inspired by Indiana Jones. Right. But I don't know. I like that aspect of it. You know, he gets the stone to bring back, you know, fruition to the, the village. Uh, this movie also got bombed because a lot of people thought it was like white savior complex. I don't think it's that. I I know movies that do that. That's to the wolves. Um, but but uh, <laughs> this one doesn't do that, in my opinion. But I'm not gonna tell you how to feel. Uh, Kate Upshaw was actually, you know, this is her, like I said, her second film. They actually had Sharon Stone in mind for this, but she couldn't get um. She they she auditioned and it didn't turn out well with the way they liked. So she actually went into two other movies called The Lost City of Gold. And uh, King Solomon's Mind, which were basis off this and kind of getting, you know, trying to write the coattails of Indiana Jones. Yeah. Um, but even Harrison Ford came out and said he was never really comfortable with the story. And 
he wasn't really happy how the way it turned out. And the reason for that is what I was going to tell you earlier about Lucas. So Lucas claims he told Spielberg he had three stories in mind. When Spielberg decided to make the sequel and him and the writer, the other writer went to, to Lucas, they're like, okay, so what you got in mind? They found out he didn't have shit. That's South so, story, Lucas. So they had to make up two other movies on top of it. Uh, a lot of the movie, this movie had a lot of tr- attributes from them because they were actually kind of going through a rocky relationship. Both of them, they were kind of had a falling out. So a lot of the stuff was kind of put in here. Lucas wanted to make this movie like um, Empire. That was his point. He wanted to make it dark because he said that the first movie was lighthearted. He wanted to make this one dark. Spielberg, I guess when they were fighting, decided, no, let's do something else. We're, we're, we're risking, you know, not following the carbon print from the first one and building off that. So it's kind of funny that two great directors you know, decide to go different routes. And it's still, to, to me, it still turned out to be a good movie. It made over, you know, 300 million extra at the box office. So people didn't really hate that much. Yeah, I agree. I do have one, before we get into the other two movies, I have one beef with the Indiana Jones franchise, like in general. And if you'll allow me 30 seconds here, Yump, mm-hmm. I'd like to, I'd like to get on my soapbox here for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, a new Star Wars game just came out a couple weeks ago. Uh, what is that? Fallen Order? Or no, what was it called? New Order. Survivor. Survivor. Mm. And what was the first one? Uh, Jedi Order. Jedi Order. Um, and before that, we had more Star Wars games. We had uh, The Force Unleashed, The Force Unleashed 2. Um, I really like those games, and I have a good time playing them. Lucasfilms has a whole video game division. When was the last fucking time we got an Indiana Jones game on a current console? So I think it was probably Lego Indiana Jones. There was a Lego Indiana Jones game and there was a Wii game, a Wii game where you could control Indiana Jones. It is goddamn time that Lucasfilm gets in the studio and makes a new generation console video game for Indiana Jones. That's that's my soapbox. I need that game, though. I would buy that game. Yeah, supposedly there's supposed to be one coming out. I think they had uh, Bethesda announced in um, 2001 they were working on it, but we don't know what's going to happen. Um, they're saying it's like it's not completely done yet. So I don't know. Like I've been looking for one for a while. My favorite Indiana Jones is actually the one that was on uh, the Super Nintendo. I, it, went, it went through all the films, which I thought was pretty awesome. I agree. And the Star Wars game that was on Super Nintendo yes. went through all the films too. Yeah, ex- extremely. Um, Good games to play. Uh, but and another thing, too, about this movie I forgot to mention is Dan Aykroyd's in this movie. Yeah. He's the uh, the guy who escorts him from the uh, cargo plane as a British guy, which is kind of funny. And, you know, he was in Spielberg's 1941. So that's kind of where he uh, he feels in there. I think these are like some of it, some of Spielberg's best action sequences are in this movie. I think the bridge scene is great. I think when they're going down the mountain in the, the inflatable like boat, like the the inner tube. Like that was amazing. I think that the the scenes in the the cave where like I, I think I just it's amazing. It's fantastic. Yeah, and Jack mentions this, which is kind of funny. You know, the best Big Bang episode. So there's an episode that I don't know if you watch the Big Bang, but there's an episode where they have the uh, the screening. I think of Raiders yeah. at a theater, and Sheldon steals the reel because Will Wheaton was an asshole to him. But you know, even in that that show, like. There's a plot line where his girlfriend spoils Indiana Jones because she says Indiana Jones has nothing to do with the outcome of the story, which is what they get upset about, 
which is hilarious. But like, that's how iconic the character is. He, you know, he's only made four films, even though he's making another one coming out. It's crazy that within the span of 40 years, he's made four films and people still love him. I have a full confession to make. I've seen it get a lot of shit on White Sox Twitter, but I love Big Bang Theory. I watched oh, I love shit it. Out, I watched the shit out of Big Bang Theory. <laughs> yeah, I watched it too. I I watched the series twice. Like, if you have HBO Max, it's awesome to watch. It's like thirty minute episodes. So. It's it's such an easy watch. Yeah, I don't like the uh, Young Sheldon though. I'm not into that one yet. I like Young Sheldon too. I'm not gonna lie. It's okay. We agreed. We agreed on two on movies already. We we don't have to agree on everything. See, he's the Nazis who have destroyed themselves because of any of that. It is very true. Yeah, um, because Nazis are dumb. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, let's get into our next one, my friend. No ticket. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, released in 1989, directed by Steven Spielberg. Starring Harrison Ford, Sean Connery, John Rhys Davies, DeHolm Elliott, Allison Duty, and River Phoenix. This movie had a budget of $48 million and made a whopping four seventy four at the box office. So tell me about Les Crusade. So you know how we talked about uh, like the opening of this movie sets the tone for the rest of the movie? Mm-hmm. This isn't my favorite movie in the franchise. It's the sec- my second favorite movie in the franchise. But it's my first op- my favorite opening in the franchise. Like River Phoenix as young Indiana Jones, um, <laughs> um, as young Indiana Jones, and he discovers this thing with the Boy Scout troops, and they lead him on the chase on the train where the zoo or the circus is traveling, and we we figure out why he hates snakes, and then he gets to the house, and they figure out where he got the name Indiana from. I love the opening of this movie, but. The boat scene in uh, Venice. Uh, I love this whole movie. This movie is absolutely fantastic. If I it, it Temple of Doom is still my favorite, but this is really, really close. This is really, really close. So this movie, for me, yeah, it's very close to Temple, and the reason why is because of Sean Connery. Yeah, <laughs> Sean Connery and Harrison Ford's uh, chemistry in this movie is you know perfect. Junior, you know, just the whole. You know, you can see how the struggle between Indiana and his dad and how they had, you know, differences, you know, basically what made Indiana to who he is and how he always was trying to just make uh, please his father. Be as good as his dad. And yeah. His dad was very much into his work. And, you know, ha- having River Phoenix in the opening, like River Phoenix is really big. You know, unfortunately, he passed very young, but he was a great up and coming actor. And to have him play young Indiana Jones was like really, really a big, big time. You know, you made it. You know, Stand By Me was there and then now he's doing Indiana Jones, which I think is pretty crazy. I also um, think like you, you hit it on the head with Harrison Ford. I'm sorry, not Harrison Ford, with Sean Connery. Like Sean Connery made this movie. He's also a bumbling fucking idiot in this movie. Yes. Right? Like he brings the journal with him and the Nazis get, he's like, you didn't bring it with, did you, dad? He also like, he's a horny old man. He falls for the Nazi. Right. Like I thought he was a bumbling in in this movie, but they did it on purpose. And it's just a it's just a brilliant Indiana Jones movie. Yeah. The one of the funniest parts to me is when they're actually in the plane and he's telling them to shoot and he shoots the fucking back of the plane. Yeah, he turns around (laughs) and he just shoots the tail of the plane. Yeah, it's like I saw them, they got us, they got us, which is hilarious. And the part where he uh takes his umbrella out to get the pigeons to go or the Yep. uh, to go in the air to fuck uh, up the plane. Yeah, yeah. 
you know, it, like I said, Lucas wanted Indiana Jones to be like James Bond. So the inside joke was they got Indiana Jones' dad to be James Bond, which is kind of funny because they had Connery come on. Yeah. And like I this movie was supposed to be the trilogy. Well, it wasn't really supposed to be a trilogy. It was supposed to be a five picture deal. When Temple of Doom didn't really get the, you know, optimism and love from the critics like they wanted, Spielberg told Lucas, well, I'm going to make it a trilogy, but I'm going to make this one more in essence and more attributical to Raiders. And I think that's kind of where they tied it back because it's not as silly as Temple of Doom. I would agree. But, but it's still an Indiana Jones flick. Yeah. And like I said, John Sean Connery makes the film. I think he was a great addition to it. Fantastic action scenes too. The tank scene in the desert is mm-hmm. fantastic. But uh, for like the the religious aspect at the end and uh, like throughout the whole movie, I thought was really, really well done, especially the three tests at the end of the movie. Um, and, you know, everyone quotes, you know, he is chosen wisely, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, I love this movie. I remember just watching the shit out of the VHS copy that my old man bought me. Yeah, and even the, uh, the night at the end of the round table, you know, he was in fucking, I think it was like a Pizza Hut commercial. I remember as a yeah. kid. Like, <laughs> I remember there, like, that. And, you know, it was like iconic back then. The CGI for when the guy drinks with the wrong cup, you know, the wrong cup of uh, Christ. Chalice of Christ, you know, the Holy Grail. When he drinks the wrong one, it's he turns into like uh it's horrible CGI now, but back then I thought it was cool as hell. It was like top of the line. And then Indy like repeating the things that his dad taught him, like as he's going through the test, he's like the pet. Like, mm-hmm. and he's sweating, and you could feel his sweat like on his face. I love this is a great movie. Yeah. As far as uh learning, like figuring out secrets and whatnot, I think this movie actually excels than the previous two. Yeah. Um this movie, I think, to me, in my opinion, is probably what inspired Uncharted. Because oh, for sure. It has so many of those little plots and twists that Uncharted probably like, you know, it's inspired by Indiana Jones, but I think this movie kind of pushed it the over the edge to Absolutely. Be Absolutely. But yeah, I you know, so, so we even talk about Salah, who's um played by uh what what's his name? John Rice. John Rice, yeah. He was actually Gideon from Lord of the Rings. But he's actually one of the main, you know, one of his confidants and his, you know, that the whole acting like in cast, I think is perfectly done. And I love the fact when he goes to see Hitler and they're burning. Oh, books. he gets a book signed. <laughs> he gets, he gets book. his book signed. He's like, he autographs it. Yeah, he gives it to him and gets it back. It's I mean, it's just they're taking a little humor with the whole situation. But it's still you know, they're still scumbags as Nazis. But, but well, I think I think the the message that everyone can get behind that these movies really, really drive the point across is that Nazis fucking suck. Yes. And Steven Spielberg makes no qualms about how terrible they are. And I get it. It's, yeah. Yeah, it, uh, it's just funny because <laughs> eventually Spielberg goes on to direct Schindler's List, which is more serious. But, you know, it just kind of sees how the progression and like development, you know, an evolution of his views basically changed on there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I love this movie. It's my second favorite, Indiana. I would agree with you. I would agree with you. If I had to rank it, it would go uh, two, three, one, four. So Temple, Last Crusade, Raiders, and then take it away, Yump. There may be hundreds of skulls at Akator. Whoever finds them will control the greatest natural force the world has ever known. Power over the mind of men. Be careful. You might get exactly what you wish for. I usually do. Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull, released in 2008. 
This movie was directed by Steven Spielberg, starring Harrison Ford, Clint Blanchett, Shia LaBeouf, and Karen Allen. So we had a box office of $790 million and a budget of $185 million. So the, I think I saw this movie in theaters with my buddy Johnny, who's a huge Indiana Jones fan. Um, this movie is not horrible, horrible. But in terms of these four movies, it's the redhead stepchild. It fucking is garbage compared to the other ones. I try went in with a you know a uh, you know basic clean mind, try to give it its but you know it's due, unbiased, and it just didn't hit on that. I think it was playing off a lot of nostalgia, which is great, but I think the story was very lackluster. And I think uh, Shia LaBeouf, who is a, a okay actor, pretty decent actor in his own right, this was giving shit to work with. Uh, everybody talks about the the getting trapped in the refrigerator, surviving a nuclear bomb. I don't think that's the most crazy part of the, of the movie. I think oh, the, the most crazy aliens. No, the aliens. Like I the I think the craziest part of the movie is when Shia LaBeouf's fucking swinging through the vines with monkeys, and when he's that, that part was like the stupidest shit I ever. Seen. I remember. Was, I was like, "What is this?" Did you I, I, did you rewatch this, Yump? Yes, and uh, it did not go. <laughs> was this? I, I didn't. I didn't get to because I was uh, I had work and other shit that I'd rather do, like yard work <laughs> and stuff like that. But. uh so you're going to do a yard work to watch the Christmas <laughs> Um, I think you're right. Like, I, it's not a terrible movie, but compared to the other three, you hit it on the head. It's Cheeks, right? It's a Cheeks movie compared to the other three. I do like Shia LaBeouf, and I will say it, and I don't care what you say to me. I like the first two Transformers movies, and Shia LaBeouf was good in them. I don't like the second Transformers movie. That's I, I, the first one's fine. Okay. It's fine. We're going to see Rise of the Beasts. Yes, yeah, so I'll <laughs> go see the Rise of the Beasts. Crazy thing about this movie is it actually brought back um, Marion. Karen, Karen Allen's character. Yeah. And the reason she wasn't in the previous ones was because her and Spielberg got into a lot about how the, her character development was. She didn't like the way it was. And I would watch Raiders today and I'm like, I can kind of see and I kind of, you know, I mean, Kate, I think Kate Upshaw hated her character in Temple because she said she's just a screaming idiot. I'm like, yeah, I think that's probably as a result of uh, basically Spielberg saying, okay, you don't want to have some like cool parts about the character. I'm going to make you just, a, you know, a damsel in distress every five minutes, which is what she was. Well, I, I mean, I know she was gone for Temple and Last Crusade, but I kind of liked that James Bond aspect of Indiana Jones where like he kind of was a playboy and he like hooked up with different broads, right? Like, there was a different like female lead in each movie. And I, I didn't even realize like that she didn't like working with Spielberg till I was much later on and I read about this shit. But I just like that, you know, like the the German the German girl in Cruc Last Crusade and Kate Upshaw and Temple of Doom and who knows. Yeah, maybe. that's why like I said, it's inspired, like Lucas wanted it to be yeah. James Bond. But maybe it'll be B. Arthur in uh <laughs> the new one. Yeah. <laughs> Or Sports Illustrated swimsuit cover model Martha Stewart. Maybe. <laughs> but um, so going into this, like I said, I was you know open-minded. It just was not great. Shout out though to Harrison Ford because when this movie came out, Harrison Ford was, I think, 66. And he looked phenomenal. I mean, he looks phenomenal now. They said like for this movie and the upcoming movie, which is getting released this year, he put on the indie costume and it fit perfectly like it did in Raiders. So the guy keeps himself in shape. He did all his stunts for this movie. And I think he does most of them in the next movie coming up. Yeah. But it's crazy that like he's 80 years old. 
he's 80 now and he's do still you know, doing these movies. Do you know who Brett Goldstein is? Mm, not top of my head. So Brett Goldstein um is a writer for the TV show Shrinking on Apple TV Plus. And he also plays Roy Kent in Ted Lasso. Lasso, okay. And he wrote Shrinking, which Harrison Ford is a star in that, along with um Jason Siegel. And he sent him the script for Shrinking. And he was like, he's never gonna, he's never gonna do it. But he got a call from Harrison Ford. He's like, hey, can you come meet me at my house? Um, or come meet me. I'm on the set, I'm making this new movie, and I want to talk to you about this. And uh Brett told this on his pod who he also hosts a, a movie about podcasts. Um he's like I he I opened up the door and he's in full Indiana Jones gear and I'm like how the hell do I talk to this guy? <laughs> like this guy's dressed like Indiana Jones and I got to pitch him a TV show? Like so he pitched to this TV show and Andy, he's like yeah I'll do it. So this is kind of like like shrinking was a massive hit and this is kind of like the year of Harrison Ford's like I don't want to say resurrection because he never really went anywhere. He just stopped working for a little bit. Um, but I'm excited for like, I'm excited for what he has in store. Yeah, I am too. And, you know, me and my brother talked about this the other day, you know, and it's even, you know, float or, you know, carry over from the 108 podcast. When they were talking about Robert De Niro and how he just had a kid at almost 80. A lot of great actors of our generation and even before us, you know, Jack Nicholson, Al Pacino, De Niro, Harrison Ford. They're all fucking up there. Like they're yeah. up there. It's it's gonna be soon. We're not gonna be around anymore. And it's pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah, you have to and the fact that he's still putting out good quality films and TV shows is ridiculous. And you know what, Jack? That could be possible. The lifetime achievement Oscar. Like he could get it. I mean, Redford got one. Yeah. I can see him getting one too. I mean, he's just as yeah. iconic, if not more. Like, but like think about like his filmography. Think about all the cool shit he's made in his life. Like, what do we like? It's talked about at least once or twice every other week on White Sox Twitter. Fucking The Fugitive on AMC. Everybody loves The Fugitive. Everybody loves Indiana Jones. He's Han fucking solo. I can think of like what Witness, um, even uh, like you know, some of the movies that didn't really fare well at the box office, like What Lies Beneath. What Lies Beneath I thought was awesome. I liked him in that, you know, Blade Runner. Yeah, you know, I forgot all of. I forgot all about Blade Runner. He's iconic. He maybe because he hasn't won the big Oscar for it. He's still, you know, up there in terms of iconic in the film industry. And like I said, the guy's 80 years old. and He's fucking playing Indiana Jones. <laughs> like, let's look at let's look at this filmography for a quick second. Like. We have American Graffiti, Star Wars, um, Apocalypse Now. The Empire Strikes Back, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Blade Runner, Return of the Jedi, Temple of Doom, Witness, The Working Girl, Frantic, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, Presumed Innocent, Regarding Henry, Patriot Games, The Fugitive, Clear and Present Danger, um, The Devil's Own, which was a really good movie on it, like on its own. Yeah, Six Days, Seven Nights. That was a terrible movie. I, I skipped What's it. What's the movie where he... Uh- Get off my plane. Oh, that's uh, um Air Force One. Is that the one where Seagull's in it and he just flies out in the first scene? Isn't that Air Force One? Yeah, I think it's the one yeah, Air Force One. Uh, Patriot Games, you have uh, Extraordinary Measures. I mean, Cowboys and Aliens was awful. He played Branch Ricky in the Jackie, Robin- uh, the Jackie yeah. Robinson movie. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's awesome. He's fantastic. He's iconic. I'm very excited for him to. Oh my God, he's 
he's going to be in the MCU, dude. As who? Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross or Red Hulk. Oh, how? See, how, oh, man? I don't I, know, man. I don't know. That's what it says here. I don't know why you would do that, though, because he's 80. Who knows? <laughs> but, who knows? Oh, Robert, De Niro, Robert De Niro kicked the dude on the curb in The Irishman. And no, I'm, not saying that. I'm just saying in general, like, well, if something happens going forward, and you have to be No, I get it. I get it. Um, David Letterman called it the Ask the President. Yes, but so to go along, you know, uh, this is a shorter episode, like I said, but we want to make a huge announcement and you guys probably can guess what it is after us talking about this series of movies. So, Swell, let me go in and let's get to that announcement. Yes, so we are having another Yumper and Swole uh, movie night, and it's going to actually be probably in the Oak Park area. We're not sure exactly uh, what day. Well, it's going to be July 15th. We're not sure exactly what time because tickets haven't gone on sale. However, we do run LA Theater, and we need to have RSVPs and know how many people are going to be there to do so. And to get us a good number, we need you to RSVP at Swoboda931 at Gmail. Uh, there you just give us your real name and and your Twitter Chalsa Chalsa yeah your real name and your Twitter name so we can put you down and tell us how many we got how many um people are coming with you it's free all you gotta pay for is your own popcorn and um drink but the movie is free we did it last year we watched Top Gun we had about thirty people come out so yeah. usually it's about forty people in the theater we usually have so seats do fill up fast. We're going to limit it to two, so RSVP plus one, mm -hmm. because I feel like this one's going to be a little bit bigger than last year's. A lot of people are going to want to come to this one. So, Yeah, so be sure to actually hit us up at that email and let them know. Let us know if you're coming. Uh, again, it's going to be July 15th. We'll let you know the time and details. We have to wait for the tickets to go on sale to book it, but it's going to probably be in the Oak Park area. Right where Swole's at, right next yeah. to his work. Yeah, Oakbrook. Yep. Yep. So I'm um, sorry, Oakbrook area. You're all good. Um, but yeah, be sure to check us out then. And you know, I'm really excited about this. Last year was great. And it's just a way to say thank you to all the listeners and whatnot. We'll probably have something, you know, a little gift to give out like we do every year. But be sure to uh, check that out. Yeah, and, I'm. I'm very excited for this. Yes, so am I. So am I. Very excited. Uh, and then before that, I put I messed up the slide, so that's my fault. But before that, all good. Uh, this is the last week to enter the ALS uh, donation or participation in the walkathon. Uh, you win two tickets to the White Sox. I know they're bad, but you get two free tickets to a Sox game in Section 108. Uh, you get stadium club passes and free parking. All you got to do is either donate or sign up for the walkathon. If you go to our Twitter at Yumper and Swole, there's a pinned tweet that gives you the directions to do so. And that has to be done by Sunday. I'll start drawing names and I'll probably announce it next week. 
at, um, at our next show. So you'll find out there. I'll put your names in the hopper. Whoever donated or signed up for it, just all you gotta do is follow the directions. It's real easy in the show, and uh, we'll you know pull the drive, and you guys win those tickets for the um, Sox games. It's a fun time, especially if the bums are doing the tailgate, you know. And there'll be it'll be to a prime Sox game, so it won't be to uh, like a, a Sunday game, unless you want to go to Sunday. But <laughs> it'll be a day that we can work around with you. So I look forward to you know giving out those winners, and also thank you for everybody helping out with that. But Swole, do you want to talk about what's coming soon? Yeah, so we uh, we decided that next week we're going to do our favorite heist movies. Uh, we're each going to pick some heist movies, uh, talk about favorite bank robbery movies, whatever. I have some some in mind. Yump has uh, some in mind. So that'll be cool. We're we're excited. We want to break away from the franchises a little bit. Yes, yes, break away from the franchises. Uh, I do want to put this in there because shout out to Baloney. I know Baloney's not listening right now, but I don't know if you guys have been on Twitter, but Tim Anderson's been, was quote, looked at seeing some certain words. We don't know what the actual words were, but we think he said he hated it here. And we got this picture from Baloney putting up the uh, Magnificent <laughs> Stan, I hate it here picture. And it's a shirt on Tim Anderson. And you could pick that up at sadisticpenguin.bigcartel.com. Uh, it's an awesome shirt, you know. Stan, uh, I have one. I know. I don't know if you have one, but I don't have one yet. But Marge, who's a friend of the show and is a big supporter, always wears hers and constantly says it. So you know, shout out to her. But shout out to Baloney and Roxy for getting us the uh, shout out from Q101 today uh, for letting everybody know that we have those shirts. So pick it up at uh, sadisticpenguin.bigcartel.com for that. And before we get to Swole's final thought, I, like I said, this was going to be a short one. We you know I hope we didn't bore you too much with us fanboying over Harrison Ford. But thank you guys so much for listening. You know, without you guys listening, we wouldn't make a show. This is something to, as a creative outlet for us, and we really appreciate your input and support. And with that, let's go into uh, Mr. Swole's final thought. Yeah, uh, there's not a lot that I'm going to talk about tonight, except for. We're really, really excited about our upcoming uh, theater rental. Last year, Top Gun was a blast. We had a full house. We gave away some cool door prizes. Um, and we're going to do it again this year. We made some new friends. Uh, I hope that we can get uh, Dougie out to uh, see Indiana Jones with us. Also, I'm working on um, a little night out. You know, I don't know how you feel, but. We're talking about going to see the new Burt Kreischer movie, The Machine, in the theater and getting some dinner with Dougie and his wife. Who uh, Shout out to Dougie, man. Dougie came and picked up some beer for the tailgate yesterday. And I was ready to hop in an Uber to work. And he was like, you need a ride to work? He dropped me off at work. Like, Doug is a fucking man. Like, that dude just is, like, one of the most genuinely nice guys. And it's kind of cool that, like, White Sox Twitter and Twitter has allowed us to make these friends. Yum's one of my best homies. Brian's one of my best homies. I love Dougie. I love Peter. Um, the only one that I don't love is uh, HBIC because he has an Android phone. <laughs> Just kidding. I love that dude. Um, but yeah, that's it, guys. Come to the movie. Send me your emails and let's have a good time. Yeah, and sure. uh, we'll see you guys next week when we talk about heist movies. Peace, guys. Deuces. Thank you for listening to Yumper and Small. A Sadistic Penguin Studios production. You still here? It's over. Go home. Go. Go.